I'm AC. It's my friend Kurt. Let's talk youth ministry. Welcome back, welcome back. It's been a long time. It's not been a long time since we saw each other. We see each other all the time. That's true. Watching football together, playing fantasy football together. Football. We both won. Yeah. I won too. Uh, it's the only time, week one, it's the only time all year yeah. I'll be in first place. One, <laughs> one and oh. I won't, I won't see two and oh. Russell West, Westbrook came in huge for me. Ah, you know who came in huge for me? Oh. The one player that I told myself as a Broncos fan, I will get this player no matter what. Tom Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Uh, no, uh, Demarius, um, not Demarius Thomas, Demarius, oh gosh, the tight end. Demarius Jones? Maybe. Uh, whatever. They're, they're tight right. in. The Broncos tight in. He got me three. His first name's Demarius. His first name's Jones Demarius. could possibly be his last name. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you said it, not me. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he got me three touchdowns and 110 yards. Oh, wow. He got me like yeah. 27 points. Holy smokes. I know. No wonder you won. Yeah, know, that'll no, never happen again. No. Okay, so we've taken the whole summer off yeah. from Let's Talk Youth Ministry, and we've taken a good portion of the fall off. Because totally. here we are in the third week of September, or yeah. whatever it is, and we're just now getting back to our very first sort of weekly yeah. video blog here on More Than Dodgeball. We've okay. been kind of trying to figure things out. And yeah, and we still haven't. Yeah. We're still in the same, sitting in the same chairs. I kind of like this. Well, I, yeah. I still don't get this, but Do it's not, like the coolest thing You I, don't know the story behind this? No. How oh, long well. is it? Because we only have 20 minutes. Here's the story. <laughs> this dresser, I grew up very poor. You, okay. you know that. Yeah. Um, this dresser was in my mom and dad's closet all my life growing up. I don't know where they got it. It was used, and it was in their closet, and it just had, like, my dad's junk and his socks yeah. and his ties, and it was, like, comfort food for me as a kid all growing up. Just knowing For some it was reason, there. knowing this was there, and my mom passed away, and then a couple years later, my dad passed away, and there was nothing to inherit, yeah. nothing to inherit. And my brother and I were going through their stuff, and I said to my brother, dude, the only thing I want, I want that dresser. And so this is my inheritance. Wow. And then you found parents. a million dollars <laughs> a million, at the bottom. In a sock. In a sock. million dollars was rolled up in a sock. some gold coins. Yeah. So that's the story. Behind. That's awesome, dude. So I, I will, this will be my children's only inheritance. Yeah. Cole and Kayla will have to fight over this. You, you that's all to, I'm going to have when You I have die. to keep it up. Well, no. Keep, what do you mean by keep it up? You have to keep it up. It, no, that's the beauty. It's never been. You mean? I mean, it's that's oh, the original it's paint. Yeah, it's. I forgot. It's that just, was it made. will last forever, dude. Yeah. This is made when zombie apocalypse were, comes through. This is when things were made to last. Yes, exactly. Not okay. Trash. All right. Now you know the story. Yeah. Now you know the story. I appreciate um, it just that much. Isn't more. it? Yeah. It's got some cool, some cool history to it. Perfect. Okay. So here's our topic. Yes. Now that we're we are uh, three weeks into the school year, some people in the youth worker nation, the youth ministry nation, are a month and a half into the school year, yeah. depending on what part of the country, which means all of us, we are about two weeks away. They are, many of them, already into the new small group season. Yeah, That's assuming they took the summer off. Many people don't. We take the summer yeah. off of small groups. Lots of youth groups do. So today, AC, because you're the small group, one of the small group gurus at Saddleback Church, here's what I want us to talk about. I'm going to throw the topics out there. Yeah, You're going to go to town. And then I'll just clean up whatever mess okay. you make. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll correct whatever you'll, you say is not You'll accurate. say what's yeah. true. Okay. Um, okay, so topic number one is <clears throat> they're not there yet Yeah. because, you know, the small group season has just launched. Yeah. But eventually, whether it's a month from now or two months from now, we kind of hit that little 
that first of yeah. a few small group lulls. Yeah. You know, the initial momentum of the of the launch and the new school year kind of dies. Yeah. Um, so one would be just what are two or three tips yeah. to rebuild and re-energize and kind of continue your small yeah. group momentum and energy throughout the whole school year. Yeah. Topic number one. Okay. Okay. Topic number two, in all of our youth ministry discussion about ministry to parents yeah. and parent ministry and family ministry, how do small groups help us yeah. in our efforts to minister to mom and dad? Or do they even need to? Yeah. So what does that look like? Yeah. How do we leverage small groups to help minister to parents? Should they not play a part in our ministry to parents? Should our ministry to parents be a completely separate thing yeah. that doesn't infiltrate any area of our ministry to students? Yeah. Or is small groups an opportunity for that to happen or not? Yeah. Does that make sense? Very no, long totally. question. All right. Totally. So <coughs> momentum, energy momentum. in small groups over the course of the year. Yeah. It, when we hit, here's when the first lull comes. Yeah about a month before, like the end of, heading into the holidays, yeah. right? The end oh, of October yeah. is yeah. when the first lull comes because everybody yeah. starts. And you're taking breaks. And you're taking yeah. breaks. So how do we keep that momentum going? Yeah. Um, well, I think. No, no, let me clean that up. Wrong. Yes. I was just joking. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're back. We're, We're back. back. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's, that's a great question um, because obviously, We've been doing this for a long time, and ours is decentralized small groups. So it's, I would homes. say, the probability of you hitting that low could be, you know, range very differently, even depending on leaders because yeah. they're, they're not all centralized. Um, but I think that's kind of like where it all ends and begins is with your leaders. That slump that you have, um, usually, um, can come for your leaders at different times. I mean, for us, it's like, it yep. could be, for us, it could be the fact that this is something that we do every single year. Yep. So you're so you're saying the slump usually isn't student-driven. No. They're not in a slump. Yeah. Yet. The leaders start. It's leader-driven. Okay. Okay. And if you think like about that. it, leaders are doing way more than just meeting with students. I mean, some have full-time jobs, full-time families. Right. Um, and students really follow the lead of the leader and so I think if you if you think about it your leaders are holding that pulse your leader is driving that that momentum mm -hmm. and when there's a dip for them when there's some disencouragement dis, dis, discouragement discouragement for them disencouragement <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same thing I'm making words <laughs> I'm, I'm on, the, on my feet <laughs> but for them those moments of discouragement yeah brings that low and so I think one tip could be um, that we do is you know continue to grow leaders continue to pour into them continue not just uh, in a way where they can become better leaders but also they can become better Christ followers right. as they continue in yep. ministry because yep. it literally goes hand in hand they're gonna serve out of what is already right. in them and for the most of them they're pouring out week after week after week and so doesn't mean we're policing people, but it right. does mean that we're thinking about it. Hey, if they're pouring out, let's yep. let's be proactive and yep. help them, you know, replenish and, well, and, and get filled up. And one of the things I've learned over the years is 
sometimes we put too big of an emphasis, I think, on training our leaders, yeah. which is really interesting because on one hand, you can't have, it's impossible to overtrain yeah. youth leaders because there's just so much to youth ministry. Totally but nice. sometimes we put such an emphasis on training leaders that we forget about just loving on them and yeah. encouraging them. Yeah. And what I've learned, especially with small group leaders, because small groups are the high maintenance part of youth ministry, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of moving parts. Yep. As far as I know, and maybe it's happened and I don't know, but as far as I know, we have never, ever lost a small group leader for lack of training. No. We have yeah. lost small group leaders because they're disencouraged. Yeah. <laughs> discouraged. They disencouraged. Don't, right? they're, they're, they're not getting enough encouragement yeah. from us. They don't yeah. feel like we're in their corner. Yeah. We're not sending them a thank you card. We're not yeah. recognizing it's their anniversary. They they feel like, man, you know, nobody calls me to check in and see yeah. how I'm doing. They're not asking, nobody's calling me to train me. Yeah. They're saying no one's no calling one's me to check in, in yeah. just ask how things yeah. are going. That would, And that would literally be my second point. Would okay. Be celebrate with them. Gotcha. Like, be on that end of it. Courage, I mean, uh, training and, and growth, you definitely need that because on both ends, you need to, your youth group needs to always be progressing because students are learning more, they're diving deeper into the word, life is changing rapidly right. for them. But if you're not celebrating what God is doing, you can easily become so focused on that part that burnout is imminent. Yeah. So take times to celebrate with your leaders you know some we do um during the christmas time we we take time out and we go to the movies we sit we eat and then we go to the movies and we do like buffet and there's no like okay we all got to go at it's just a christmas party to celebrate sit down have fun you know even when we meet during the during the month we yeah. want to have a time where we can tell stories how's right. the group going who's who's had you know some major thing in their life that you saw God just move right that energizes leaders that opened their eyes and they're like you know pumped ready yep. to get back in it the next week yep. so that's a that's well, a very and, important and we part. purposely when we're together with our small group leaders yeah. we're not afraid of horror stories we're yeah. not afraid of no. people who need prayer but we spend way more time listening to success stories yeah. and celebrations because yeah. that puts wind in people's yeah. sails. And even the guy who's struggling, yeah. when he hears a success, a success story, um, it usually serves to let him go, okay, I can do I, this. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. If that dummy can yeah. get a success story, I can get I can get If a, he can get something right. out of that situation, yes. yeah. um, I'm good. No, that's that's a huge I mean, you don't know how it changes the continents of your right. leaders, the morale, the the aura, whatever yeah. what word you want to use. So if you have a maybe you have a, a, a newsletter that you send out, include yeah. a small group testimony or something awesome that yeah. happened in, in small group. Anytime you do train your leaders, yeah. share a success story, celebrate. A kid yeah. came to Christ, celebrate it. Yeah. A kid's mom and dad reconciled, celebrate it. Yeah. You know, the squirrely kid who never listens actually didn't show up for life group one yeah. week, celebrate it, yeah. right? I mean, just look for ways totally. to celebrate. Okay, so um, encourage them, mm -hmm. celebrate with them. You have another one or is that? Um, one more. Okay. One more is we do like a large group rally time. And this happens maybe twice out of our complete season because there's times we don't have it. Um, so actually three times. We'll meet as a total group. So us being, our church being decentralized groups, 
we bring everybody back to every um, small group every small group back to um, our central location where we have our large group time and we play a game we just have a great time we laugh we watch stupid YouTube videos the most stupid YouTube video we can find we laugh and everybody can see you know we're not the only group here there's hundreds of us right. in, in, the, in the same boat um, and I think you mentioned which I thought was great even if you are centralized and you you break up that night have a fun night you know right. have a night where you can even just re-engage with the students as a you know as a whole because there are some tough stories and tough situations and stuff going on in each individual group. Right. And sometimes you need to just come back together and let everybody know we are here. We're together. In right. This. We're one big group. We're one big group. We love each other. And sometimes you just need to yeah. take a break. <laughs> and I think, I, I do think that's a better strategy or a more important strategy yeah. for youth groups who their small groups are decentralized in homes. Yeah. You know, in our small group, at our midweek, well, we have two midweeks. We have yeah. a Tuesday night and a Wednesday night and a few other nights yeah. where those small groups, they never see each other, right? And in our setting, those kids come to one of four different weekend large services. group services. Yeah. So for us to bring our small groups together once a quarter yeah. is a chance for some kids who never, ever, ever even see each other ever at church no, or in a small group. Exist, they don't even man. know they exist. Yeah. Oh, look at us. We're all together. Right. It gives the leaders a break. It gives us a chance to, you know, you, I've seen, you know, we've done, we've done funny YouTube videos. Yeah. We've also done worship nights. We've yeah. done testimony nights. We just make it whatever we want to make it yeah. to sort of, hey, we're all separate. Now let's all come together once yeah. a quarter to celebrate. And in a in a youth group setting where they're centralized to start with, yeah. I still think it's good once in a while to say, hey, normally we sing a few songs and break out all over the church building for small groups. Once, once a quarter, we don't break out. We just yeah. stay together and we do something different and it gives the leaders that breathing space. Yeah. It breaks the monotony of yeah. the same old routine all yeah. the time, all yeah. the time, all the time. Um, that's good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's game changer for our, for yeah, our it is, life. It is. It is a game by changer. Far. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that. Just this, a few ways to build momentum. Yeah. Talk to me about parents... How do we leverage, utilize small groups to help yeah. us minister to parents and families, yeah. or should we not? Yeah. Should it small group be completely separate because it has to be a a sanctuary, a refuge yeah, for the kids? For the kids, that's a that's a great way to put it. A refuge for the kids that sometimes the parents don't meet that requirement in that type of circle. I think we always see parents in two ways. One. How do we utilize them in the same ministry that their kids are a part of? Like, how can they serve? How can they serve? Right. How can they, you know, be there and not have their kids like, why are you here? <laughs> so, I mean, and we have some parents that want to serve. Um, and so I see we, we have that situation. And then we also have the situation of how do we how do we make sure that what's going on in life group is going on at home? How do we make sure the parents are aware of what the kids are learning? And how do we kind of like create something where the kids aren't just making us primary, but we're that support? Um, I think that's definitely, it's up to your, you know, it's every ministry is different in that sense. Well, that's an interesting point, dude. Um, I never thought of it until you just said it. So I, I'm, just no, invent, I'm just inventing stuff as we yeah. talk. But one of the biggest concerns about for youth ministry, we didn't used to worry about this. Yeah. We worry about it now. But we didn't used to worry about whether or not 
we replaced mom and dad. In fact, yeah. youth ministry, we existed to yeah. kind of replace mom and dad. Hey, you guys don't know what you're doing with your teenagers. Yeah. Trust us. We're going to do cool stuff with them. Drop them off and in we, the corner. Yeah, and we've recognized that was a mistake. And yeah. so now we're saying, how do we? But what's interesting is small groups have a way bigger tendency to take over the discipleship yeah. process and the, the mentoring and the relational depth from yeah, mom and dad. No, totally. the, the, the big weekend program, yeah. the big fun and games or the worship service with some youth pastor preaching, that doesn't threaten mom and dad. Yeah, where they can bring It's not intimate. And, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an event. I just never thought of the fact that our, our great for most youth ministries, we would say the best part of our ministry is our small groups yeah. because that's where life change happens. That's where yeah. we get to know kids. But it's also where, where we can you could we can jeopardize the mom and dad role in our small group structure more yeah. than anywhere else in our ministry. Yeah. And I All think, right. So that's a big problem. Fix yeah. it. Fix it. We got two minutes. Fix well, it. Well, I think that's where we look at our role as support in primary and not being primary. If I look at my role as primary, I'm going to say, okay, I need to figure out how to get these kids from A to B. Yeah. That's it. If I look at my role as support, I'm thinking, okay, um, how do we come alongside parents who should already be imparting in their kids godly principles? How do we help enhance that? Yeah. How do we come on that other side and catch what they're not or right. they're not getting? How do we become that village that people talk about that yeah. it takes to raise kids? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's where you have to start. I think every church is different. And so every youth group size is different and you can't just apply and, you know, right. apply every principle or whatever. You have to really think about your youth group. You have to think about your parents. Like for us, we are, we are very proactive now in thinking that way <coughs> and even going after parents. But right. I can remember our parents weren't always like that. Right. You know, my first small group, I didn't meet my, my, some of my parents until senior year. Yeah. They had no interest. They didn't. Uh, and that could, that set up quite a bit, I think, more on the lines that they just trusted us. Right. Of course, and they had kids come through before, so right. it was just the norm. But is that a, is that a good thing? Yeah. Well, well, it can't be. It can't be a good yeah. thing if can't you be. haven't met me right. and I'm right. I'm pouring into right. your kids can't spiritually. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think you begin to think along yeah. those lines. How do we support parents? What does that look like? Does that look like... Um, maybe a teacher parent uh, leader parent conference or something like that where you get to meet with the yep. Yep. meet with the uh, the parents and it's it's a part of life groups yep. it's not a it's not an option could it's, you imagine could you imagine if one night halfway through the life group year you said to your your students in your small group hey next week um, life group is happening but you don't get to come send your parents <laughs> and you and you did life group with the with man. their parents. Wow, yeah, dude, write that down. I need to write that. Write down. that down. Yeah. Write that down. That's yeah. it's just stuff like that where you yeah. go. How do we just yeah in a kind of natural relationally driven way village up with mom and dad? Yeah, um, that's a great idea, dude. Yeah, as as opposed to because we don't do it on purpose. I think we've all the ship has sailed. None yeah. of us would say it's a good thing for you not to meet the parents. Yeah. Right? We that that ship is sailed. We know that. Yeah. But we still inadvertently do complete deep ministry with teenagers yeah. with mom and dad not knowing hardly anything about it. And yeah. there's that fine line. They don't need to know everything and they don't want to know anything everything yeah. and our role 
to a large degree is to create yeah. a safe haven and a refuge for kids it's to that come. Support. And, right? It's, it's a support. support. Not every kid has that at home. Not every Christian family is providing that. In a, totally. And there's parents who are great parents and they want to provide it and their kids are just kind of going through a tool time and they don't want yeah. it. They're not responding to mom and dad's efforts, yeah. right? And so and, it's And I would say you'd be you would be a fool not to think that you need a lot you need a youth group. I need a youth group. I need right. the church to care about the spiritual development of my children because I'm not going to catch everything. I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to catch all the things because I I don't have I have time to think about them in a dad role. Right. In a right. dad spiritual role, but not in a developmental Right. All the nuances, you know, we're thinking about, hey, your kids are here. They're worrying about this. They're right. thinking about this. They're in junior year. These are the issues. I need somebody telling me that yeah. so that I can remind me yeah. that because I'm thinking about bills. I'm thinking right. about, right. you know, they got to go to college someday. <laughs> you know, I got to go golf. I mean, yeah. no. but I mean, I got a lot going on. So right. I need that support. Right. It's it's you'd be a fool to say, no, they just need to be with me yeah. because I can supply everything. Yeah. And I think. If we continue, if we think that way, if we as youth leaders think, hey, we need to be support to these parents, then we start thinking of ideas like yeah. that to come yeah. up and say, hey, we're going to come alongside parents. Right. We're going to keep them in the loop. Right. And to some degree, we're going to hold them accountable to being primary. I right. Mean, right, right. If we believe that that's where God has placed them in their life spiritually, we, we need to reinforce We it. need to reinforce yeah, at every At every opportunity. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're like the police. No. No, don't, so don't small group season off and running. we got to wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, encourage your leaders. Celebrate with your leaders. Mm -hmm. And what was the other one? And large group rally. And large group rally. Yeah. That, helps, that helps keep momentum. Yeah. And then parents need to be considered in our small group strategy. Yeah. Small groups are a great way to leverage our desire to minister to mom and dad yeah. and, to, and to reinforce their role in their kids' lives. Yeah. And if we're not doing that, if we're not thinking about that, the reality is something as powerful and awesome as small groups can become maybe the biggest violator yeah. of the, the our desire system. to empower yeah. parents and to encourage parents to do. That's awesome. Hey guys, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Peace.